Greetings and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven. Today is a special edition, My Sunday Prayer Letters, with your host, Preacher John, yours truly. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here in this show, in this episode, that you are able to use. Yes, use. I mean, absolutely use it in your life, in the life of your family, and in the lives of friends, and in the lives of people you have not met yet. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. (laughs) Okay, you ready? Now that I've stumbled through that little prayer right there, let's get started. This is episode number 39 and is titled, Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. I almost want to jump up from my chair right now and shout from that. Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. It's found in Luke 4.8 in the King James Version. Before I get started, uh, as you know, this is a what I call a special edition. Normally I do a Christian discourse, a scriptural discourse on certain topics, I mean, and verses. And those discourses run around 2,000 to 2,500 words. And on Saturdays, I write a prayer letter that I send out early Sunday morning to my prayer list. And that's what this is today. I seem like that's what the Holy Ghost is having me do each week. And I'm pretty busy preaching every day and doing all the things around the activity of ministering, interceding, and praying, and getting ready, and Bible study, and there's there's a lot going on, and I'm a little behind in my discourses, but we will soon catch up. And lo and behold, today is another day that I'm actually recording on my YouTube channel. <laughs> Greetings. <laughs> kind of funny to have a camera sitting right beside you while you're trying to do this. Uh, You know, the show with this mic in your face and a computer with your script and that with the Sword Searcher, which is a great, the Sword Searcher, swordsearcher.com, I think is where you can go. This is a great program. It's one of the best programs I've come across in uh, studying the Word of God on your computer. And then what I do is I write. I write a lot of stuff right on the Sword Searcher. It allows you to create books and notes. It's really great, and I'm not, you know, this is not a paid endorsement. It's just something that I've been using for about a year now, and it's really great. Then I have my uh, Apple computer sitting in front of me. I've got GarageBand running. It's doing the recording of my audio track, and then um, then I've got my iPhone to the right here, and it's recording my video, <laughs> and lo and behold, I've got uh, my for this evening. Today, it is uh, Celestial Seasonings, and it's red. Let's see, it is uh, Red Zinger. Red red Zinger. It's a great tea. It um, got two tea bags in it. Oh, wanted a little more zing for today, because it's pretty chilly out there uh, today. Let me take a sip. Mm. Man, that tea's good. Man, it just, I don't know what it is about tea that just, you know, I used to, you know, you could have coffee, too. But coffee feels different going down your throat than the tea does. I don't know what it is. It's just so I decided just to drink tea while I do these shows because I don't know what it is, man, but you get so nervous. I, I just challenge you guys to do your own show and just see what it's like to, uh, like I'm gripping the, <laughs> I'm gripping the, uh, the, the armrest of my chair right now <laughs> like I'm scared. 
But, uh, you know, you just have to get over it. And I guess I'll never get over it because I've been doing these for so long that I still don't get over it. But I press through to the high calling of God on my life. Okay, so the title again is Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. is found in Luke chapter 4, verse 8, and I'll read it to you in the King James Version. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou worship. Ooh, that is, I love that verse. So let me just jump right here in the letter. It says, Greetings, my dear friend. This week, I think I've had more than enough of people telling me of their worship of Satan. Whew, my goodness. It's every day that I hear in my ears people shouting out, Hail Satan, and others telling me how great it is that they are Satanist. You know what? Uh, you know, this is the life of preaching on the streets to the public. And the reason why I ask myself, where are all the preachers and ministers? In eight months of street preaching, about six days a week, I've met maybe one or two preachers. That's it. One or two out of three or four hundred thousand people. You know, it doesn't figure. You know, people are not in church buildings. Oh, I'm a little sidebar here. People are not in church buildings. They're on the streets by the multitude of millions and millions and millions. And, you know, they're not going to turn on a Christian radio program with a preacher. They're not going to go to the television and watch a preacher on television. They're not going to read the Bible. They're not going to read. They're going to, you have to approach the people face-to-face, one-on-one, and talk to the people. And that's what I do by the hundreds and hundreds. Amen. Now, that's a little sidebar there, so kind of hot on that topic. Today is my Sabbath, Saturday's Sabbath. I kind of take it off and rest from my preaching for the week. And I uh, spend the entire day in the Lord, praying, seeking His will, reading His Word. And at the end of the day, I do this letter and I do this show. And I just am just, hmm, I'm filled with God's presence. I just, I just love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and body. I crave Him every moment of every day. And that was another sidebar from my letter. (laughs) All right, let's get back to the letter. So I've met maybe one or two preachers, and that's it. And now you can see why I get so frustrated at churchgoers. Yeah, it's nice, you know, to sit in a warm, comfy seat and hear nice music and listen to an elegant speaker. I mean, pastor. Thousands of Christians and hundreds of pastors and ministers, and no one out in the streets where the sinners are. It's like T.L. Osborne used to say, get out in the streets, that's where the sinners are. (laughs) You know, I love being out there. It's the greatest opportunity that I've ever had in my life as a minister, and I'm asking God for more preachers to join me. And if you're in Boulder, or if you listen to this show and you come to Boulder, please look me up. Let's get out there, and I, the Holy Ghost will teach you how to preach and minister, and you're going to be just, your whole life will change. It is just, it's like, it's like, it's like being a missionary 
Yeah, it's like being a missionary. You know, when people leave and go to the mission field, they take a one-week or a two-week time off from their job or career to, to do missionary work. Every one of them come back changed. The stories that you hear from missionaries, people who have done mission work, that's what I'm experiencing. I never thought about it until just now as I'm reading my letter. And this is not part of the letter. But it's like being a missionary every day on the streets in Boulder, Colorado. Also in Denver and Golden and Nederland and Longmont and a few other places. Wow, a missionary. I guess that's why I'm called a missionary. Because I've been on several missionary trips, but... So if you don't preach on the streets, do a missionary work. Just do something for the Lord instead of just going to church. And, you know, I digress, and I apologize for that. But let me get another sip of tea here. This is a red zinger. It's really good. Hi, guys, in YouTube van. (laughs) Just looked at my camera there. So I'm asking God for more preachers to join me. Here's the really confusing part, or maybe I could say sad part, I can see that Christians are openly serving Satan. Whoa, back out of there, John. You're, you're touching touchy territory there. People want to do what they want to do. <laughs> but how can that be? Really, seriously, think about it. I mean, think about it for a minute. What compels a believer to worship and serve Satan? And think they're doing well and doing what the Lord wants them to do. You know, that's a tough question. That's also a question that you will probably never hear in church. You will hear it from street preachers. Yep, you sure will. Because we're in the streets, highways, and hedges, compelling the people to turn to God and to be saved in the Lord Jesus Christ. As the scripture says in Luke 14, 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Hallelujah. That fires me up. (laughs) Sorry. You know, once again, you know, and please, my friend, this letter or this podcast, this show, what you may be reading here, because this also goes on my website, you know, if you're reading it, you're listening to it, you're viewing it on YouTube here. You know, this, it may absolutely not be for you this week, even though I talk to you personally, and in my letters I use each person's name. I address every letter to the person I'm, I'm praying for, because I lift each person up, and I mention their name to God, so I put their names in my letter. And I am also, in this letter and on this show, asking for help and prayers for me while I'm out preaching. You know, it can be scary at times. And I thank you for any prayers you offer up to God for me in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you very much. So going back to this key verse explaining why people worship or serve Satan, I think it's this one here. It's in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Wow. I'm going to read that again. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. 11, 14 in 2 Corinthians. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. 
Wow. No wonder it's so hard to figure out who, who we're serving sometimes. You know, in fact, there are 49 verses in the Holy Bible, the KJV, the King James Version, that mentions Satan's name, and it's capitalized, uppercase. However, there are probably a hundred places that refer to Satan, talk about Satan, and explain who he is and what he does and where he will eventually end up at the end of time. This is actually a very serious matter. Hmm. Let me think about that. It's really a serious matter as I take another sip of tea. Boy, that red zinger. <laughs> red zinger, red. And here we are talking about Satan. In fact, my cup is also red. <laughs> and we're talking about Satan. You know, we hear the, you know, the red devil with a little, ta- you know, that kind of garbage. <laughs> but anyways. But this really is actually a serious matter. Why? I think it's because of these verses here. And by the way, this is just a tiny sampling of the vast number of verses for this topic on Satan. But again, I doubt if you'll hear a church sermon on Satan. So let's go through some of these verses. 2 Corinthians 2.11 Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We are not ignorant of his devices. That's really important to remember that. Do not be ignorant of his devices. That's 2 Corinthians 2.11 we drop down to 2 Corinthians 11.3. It says, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. I'm going to point that out. It's the simplicity that is in Christ. Just yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. No, it was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. At 28th and Arapahoe preaching, uh, you know, a guy comes up to me and just complicates Christ so much so that, I mean, he probably spent 45 minutes trying to complicate the message of Christ. And it, hears, it says right here, 2 Corinthians 11.3, is simplicity that is in Christ. Jesus Christ is simple. If Jesus Christ becomes difficult, confusing, or let me use another word, complex, then that most likely is not Jesus Christ. It's Satan posing as an angel of light. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? I think it's fascinating, you know, to know your enemy or to know your opponent. I mean, right now my mind just went back to a football game that was pretty popular this time, and uh, it was LSU. You know, I don't watch football, but it was Louisiana State University, and they won the a championship. And, you know, I bet, or I, I, I can probably guess that they studied their opponent before they went to the game. I bet they knew every man's move. I bet they knew how the other men thought. I bet they knew if they did this, that their, other, uh, their opponent would do that. I bet they knew every play. I, I bet they studied their opponent. I, I can't imagine that they didn't. Or how about if we go to a war? Do we not study our enemy and to know our enemy and to know the enemy's devices? Yeah. So why are Christians thinking that, well, we don't have to study our enemy. God's going to take care of everything. We're just going to just sit in our comfy little church seats and 
you know, the story goes on, right? So let's don't do that. And everything I just said the last two minutes was not in my letter. <laughs> oh, boy. Praise God. I, I, I love getting on the mic sometimes because then I can kind of share what's on my heart because I am really talking from my heart to you, my friend. And if you don't know, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you know, I'm not, be alert that, you know, I'm a kind of a emotional man. So be alert. <laughs> warning, warning. <laughs> my friend, if you don't know Jesus, and how, you, how do you know if you don't know Jesus? In other words, how do you know if you're born again or not born again? How do you know if you're saved or not saved? Just ask yourself a question, and you'll hear the answer. If I died tonight, do I have the assurance in my heart that I would go to heaven? I mean, ask yourself, if, if I died tonight, do I truly have an assurance in my heart that I would go straight to heaven? The only answer to that is yes. The other answer to that is no. Any other answer is not the correct answer. You know, it's got to be yes. If it says yes, then ask yourself, why did I say yes? What is, what is behind? Why do I believe that? And it needs to, you need to know that it's the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, that he paved the way. He allowed things to open up for you to come to Jesus. He just said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. So believe, my friend, and you can do a simple prayer like I did or even like the guy on the cross next to Jesus did. But my prayer was this, with all my heart, believing with that I was saying was true, with faith in my, I just, I just believed it. And I said this, I, my prayer was, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. And my friend, that's how I got saved, because right that very moment, I got born again. I mean, everything just completely changed in my life. And from that very millisecond to this day now, 46, 47 years later, I'm still a child of God. Hallelujah. And you are too, my friend. If you prayed that prayer, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. Welcome to the family of God. And I encourage you to get the Bible. Dig into John 3.16. That's a great place to start. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, everlasting life, life in heaven, life with the Father, life, life, and life abundantly. Yeah. You can have life abundantly. And if you need any help, my friend, reach out to me. I'm here to, to pray for you or answer any questions or whatever you need, okay? I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, my doors never close. <laughs> they never close. Wow. So let's get back into our letter here. The next verse down is um, Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. The serpent is uh, Satan. Let me re rephrase that. So the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? 
Yea, hath God said. You know, that's what Satan does. He throws doubt in everyone's heart. That's what he did right there. He threw doubt into the heart of Eve. Galatians 1.8, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's in Galatians 1.8. Last verse here is Revelations 12.9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Wow. Praise God. You know, of all the things that Satan is doing, added all together, which is really a huge number that he's doing, things that he's doing, I think the most evil thing that Satan is doing, has been doing, and is continually doing, and this activity is with, believe it or not, on, as... You know, Believe it or not, this is what blows me away right here. This next sentence, this statement I'm going to say, this is what just catches my attention. And, says, and this activity is with the permission of preachers and ministers, pastors and teachers, and millions of Christians around the world. Have I got your attention? <laughs> yeah, they give permission. Yeah, they do. I guess I'm sort of attempting to shake up your world. So here is the verse that I'm going to do that with. Second Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 17, for we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, we speak, speak we in Christ. Wow. Yeah, we speak in Christ. Do you see it? Many which corrupt the word of God. Many which corrupt the word of God. That was in 2 Corinthians 2.17. Here's another verse in 2 Corinthians 4.2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, and by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, did you see it in there? I said it kind of fast, but let me just pull out that one little statement. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Now, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. That is a real critical point, my friend. So this is my point. You ready? <laughs> In the past five years of studying this topic of corrupting the word of God, I see this as the overarching banner that is deceiving millions of Christians and ministers. Yeah, I know. I get sort of heavy, and it may appear that you know, it may appear that I'm the only one talking about the Word of God, the Holy Bible, being corrupted. But I know I'm not. There are lots and lots of us trying to wake other Christians up to the corruption of the Word of God. So I go on. If the Bible is corrupted, and it is the seed that is being sowed in people's hearts, so if the Bible is corrupted, what is going to be the fruit of a corruptible seed? That's a, you, know, you really got to think about that question. If the Bible is corrupted, and Jesus said the Word of God is the seed that's sown into the fields of people's hearts, then what is going to be the fruit? The, what is going to be the fruit? What kind of a tree that will bear fruit is going to come from that seed that's corrupted? I mean, you know, in 30 or 40 years from now, when there is just a whole 
new generation of Christians coming up that have never read the King James, never read any of the, and never read the uh, pure, preserved words of God, going all the way back to Antioch of Syria, going all the way back the, because. I can't even get into it. It's, I, my mouth is being stopped. It's just too much. So I'll go on. So once again, this is how Satan is turning people away from God and into their own world. Satan did it to Eve, and he did it to King David, and he even tried it on Jesus. Satan is very bold and has many devices that he uses. What can we do then? Well, I think we should do the Word of God. It's pretty simple, right? Here it is. It's our verse for the letter. Luke 4, 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou worship. And him only shalt thou worship. Wow. Let me pull out something out of this verse. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only. O-N-L-Y. Only. That's singular only <laughs> shall serve, uh, shall thou serve. So we worship God and we serve God only. We don't worship Satan. We don't, we don't do it. We, we, we just resist him, okay? So in everything we do, let's run it through this test in Luke 4.8. We can also use the verse in John 10.10. 10 for our final test. And it says this, in John 10, 10, the King James Version says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. Okay, <laughs> I think I'm done. The point has been made, the key verses written, and the problem stated, and the solution given. Amen? Let's remember that the Holy Ghost, let me rephrase that. Let's remember that with the Holy Ghost, we will learn all that we need to learn about Jesus and our eternal destiny. So be filled with the Holy Ghost and with the power to resist the devil. Build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. This is the best way. Pray with tongues throughout your day and night. Study the Word of God in the authorized King James Version. Learn all there is in the Holy Bible. Now, go tell others of this great story of Jesus Christ our Savior. May the Lord bless you with abundant wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. May the grace of God keep you in the love of God. May the compassion of God make a difference in your life and the lives of people you meet every day. And my letter is signed with all my love, J.C. At the bottom of my letter, I have two verses, Jude 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Verse 25. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. So, folks, this is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, 
January 18th, 2020 at 4.08 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. This is John Shuck, street preacher, church builder, pastor, missionary. I can be found at johnshuck.org. That's J-O-H-N-C-H-O-Q-U-E.org. johnshuck.org. God bless you, my friend. Have a wonderful day in Jesus. God bless you, my